Hey guys, welcome back to Honey and the Rock, episode 76. I'm Sophie, and this is my special guest, Cheyenne. <laughs> this is Cheyenne. <laughs> um, we rehearsed that, if you couldn't tell. I don't think we did, we though. We aced that. We should have rehearsed that. <laughs> um, so, I met Cheyenne, I almost called you the wrong name. After it's we okay. About Cheyenne. So, I met Cheyenne a couple, I guess it was like a month ago. Yeah, Christmas. Was, Christmas? Yeah, it was like before Christmas. Um, time is kind of weird around this time of year. Holidays are tough. Um, but we met to for her to kind of just like pour into me and talk about what ministry looks like in her life um as i explored different ministry options and opportunities like that so i was excited to meet her and then she was so sweet and i was like okay well anyone i meet that's nice i'm like you're coming on the podcast so she works at taylor's first baptist mm -hmm. here in greenville if you live around here um and she'll tell us more about her job and what that looks like for her um as we go in but thank you for coming. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And um, so first question, as always, is what is your testimony? Yeah. Um, so like you said, like it could be 10 minutes or 30 seconds. Yes. And I feel like I've, over my years of being a Christian, like have said it in 10 minutes or 30 seconds. Right, yes. I did just turn 24 like this month. Yeah. And something really sweet that I realized is like the Lord saved me when I was 14. Um, so this is like one decade, yes. which oh, is, is sweet. so sweet. Yeah. It won't be until the fall, but I was just thinking about that. And I was like, sure. wow, like 10 yes. years in like new life. So right. just segueing into that. Yes. Um, well, I guess like really my transformation from like death to life mm -hmm. started like in my mother's womb. Like right. um, even though the Lord didn't save me until I was 14, I know that his hand was on me yeah. when I was still like in my mother's womb right. and like I can look back and like see the testament of his mm -hmm. faithfulness and like his goodness to me um like undeserved faithfulness right. and like undeserved pursuit of mm -hmm. me but nonetheless like pursuing me right. and um calling me out and so both of my biological parents mm -hmm. were not together when they conceived me and yeah. I was actually orphaned essentially when I was four months old mm -hmm. um and I grew up in a non-believing household okay. um the only time like i really ever knew about church and like the lord was like a church bus used to come and pick me up to take me to vbs yeah. in the summer yeah. and even that though like the sweetness of the lord to reveal himself to right. me when i had no like right. recollection of who he was um but had a, a really rough childhood and yeah. sometimes like i can like tend to gloss over that because like i'm like we don't need to talk about right. it like we don't need to be like debbie downers but like a really rough childhood like yeah. living below the poverty line um like just bad mentors and bad like adult figures in my right. life yeah um just in a variety of ways like yeah. drug addiction alcohol abuse mm -hmm. like all the right. all the things that like we look at, at the world now that's like what's wrong with the world yes. now like that was what i lived in right. um and sometimes i can like gloss that over just not right. think about it right. but like jumping forward through like a variety of circumstances which just really again like testifies right. to the lord's faithfulness and like his relentless pursuit mm -hmm. of his children um when i was 14 years old i was in a really rough, rough relationship with my parents and i would do anything to get out of the house like right. anything like yeah. i was spending the night at friends houses i was like going on trips like i would right. stay after school like whatever it was and one time um, a friend invited me to youth group yeah so one Thursday night, youth group met on Thursday nights, not Wednesday night, right. but we, I went and at first it really did truly just start out as a way for me to get out of the house. Right. Um, and that was in August of, or July actually of 2014. Yeah. And then by August of 2014, like the Lord saved me on a Sunday morning. Right. Um, it was like yeah. an altar call, like yeah. at the end of a service, right. I had really just like 
been spending those few months from July to August just like listening to the word right. preached and taught mm-hmm. and like there was a father that yeah. loved me and loves me there right. was somebody who cared for me right. and like was pursuing me and like yeah. had provided for me even though my life didn't look like what we think of as a good life right. like he safeguarded me mm-hmm. from so much so on a Sunday morning like uh surrendered my life to Christ yeah. and you know, you step into those first years as like a baby Christian, and you don't really know what's going on. Right. Like you're on that yeah. high of like, I was just saved. Like I had a King James Bible. Like didn't know how to read that. Like I was like, I'm supposed to read the Bible. Like I didn't know that. Like um, so there was definitely like some years of like growth there. Right. Um, but I mean, again, just like the sweetness of the Lord and like the past ten years. Like mm-hmm. and sometimes I think we can become callous to how He has brought us from death to life and like darkness into light, like our lives are transformed. And when I do like take the time to look back, like I was a completely different person than I am right now. Like I was a mean like teenage girl. Like I I was like really, really mean. Like I was um, just doing things of the world, like looking for attention in all the wrong places and trying to conform to the world to get approval and love that like I wasn't getting from my family or like people that were supposed to. Mm-hmm. Um, but just like the graciousness of the Lord to pull me from that. Right. And then the tenderness of his love throughout right. the last decade to show me that yeah. and continue to show me that. Right. Um, and like, I don't want to get too far ahead because like yeah. parts of my testimony go into other questions. Um, but yeah, so that's how I came to know the Lord. Right. And I think there's the sweetness of like realizing that death to life, like instead of using it, like we could use other words to describe it, but like it really is like, yeah, we're from death to life because of Jesus. And then how like he was taking care of you the whole mm-hmm. time. Like he was almost preparing your heart in different ways. Yeah. And then that he was pursuing you. And I think that's what's cool. Sometimes it's like, what can we do to do this? What can, mm-hmm. But it's like, he just keeps showing up. Exactly. And sometimes it's to get out of the house. Sometimes it's yeah. like all the little reasons and, um, at SC at school, we say, like, if people come because there's Chick-fil-A biscuits, we don't care. Yeah. Because they're still showing up, and they're going to hear the gospel. Like, mm-hmm. if you were going to church to get out of the house, it doesn't matter. Because mm-hmm. when you were there, you heard the gospel. You yeah. felt loved. Or, and so sometimes it doesn't really matter why people get there. Mm-hmm. It's, okay, well, now they're here. Mm-hmm. What can we do? So it's, like, even as believers, so whether that's, like, a new person comes to church or a new person comes to SC at school or whatever that looks like. How can you quickly yeah. love them well and show them that you care about them to be that hands and feet of Jesus as believers? Um, because you don't know their heart behind coming. Yeah. But that also doesn't really matter because God got them there. Correct. Um, so and then this is probably gonna tail in the your yeah. uh, testimony that and um, what ministry is we like no, I think I said at the beginning, you're in ministry now. And so um what did it look like getting kind of called into ministry in that transformation of like yeah. it's not like you had parents that were mm-hmm. in that and you saw that growing up so it was like clearly what the Lord was doing in your heart so what did that kind of look like so like very quickly on so I said I was saved at 14 and then almost a year later like the summer of 2015 yeah. I'm doing 15 and I feel kind of old like being like the summer of 2015 when I was um 15 years old like there had been a variety of factors again. I had been going to Young Life too, which I don't know if like Young Life is a big thing down here, yes, but I know some yeah. people are like more involved than others. I'm not from South Carolina, yeah. not okay. South Carolina either, yes. but was going to that, had a wonderful like female mentor, like a yeah. woman that just 
gave up her time and like gave up herself right. because she knew the value of investing in the next generation. Um, so like her tenderness in discipling me, right. even like it wasn't like a regular discipleship relationship. Like we weren't meeting regularly, right. but yeah. just the investment that she had. Um, I was just like, wow, like she is doing like that was her that was her job. Like right. she just had sacrificed herself mm -hmm. to serve the Lord. And yeah. I was like, this is such like an inspiration, right. it's such mm -hmm. like a beautiful thing to see. Right. Um, and then on top of that, just we had like just watched a movie and we had read this book and it was like a bunch of things compiling right. together. And I just very, very, very heavily one one like Saturday afternoon, I think yeah. like we were on my way home and I was like, I think the Lord is calling me to ministry. Yeah. And like one, I was such a baby believer. Right. And then two, like you said, I didn't have people like showing me what that looked like in yeah. my life at the time. I had no idea what that looked like. But I remember like being so overwhelmed with emotions and like so overwhelmed with the spirit of the Lord like mm. upon me. Um, I knew that I was called to ministry, right? But I had no idea what that looked like. And I yeah. essentially was like, Lord, like I'm putting my yes on the table. Right. Because like at that point I was like, what does this even look like? Like I remember yeah. telling my parents that had raised me that like I felt the Lord was calling me to ministry yeah. and like my mom like mocking me and being like, what are you going to do? Like go be a preacher somewhere? Like, right. because that's the only thing of church they thought yeah. like to them, the only call to ministry right. or like being in ministry was yeah. being a preacher or yeah. pastor. Um, and honestly at that point I was like, I have no idea what I'm going to yeah. do. Like um, I just like kind of tried my best to be faithful in the Lord, like faithful right. knowing that like he was going to be faithful to yeah. me. And I just had to continuously put my yes on the table. Right. Um, did I have hiccups along the way? Like 100%, yes, yeah. like absolutely. Um, just coming from the upbringing I had, like I so yeah. desperately wanted to provide for myself. Mm. I wanted to like have a big job and yeah. like wanted to be successful. And then like when you're in ministry, <laughs> like, okay, it's a different type yes. of success. It's a oh, different, like, you know, we're not sowing earthly treasures. Right. Like we're sowing our treasures into heaven. Like we are looking yeah. forward to like a heavenly gain, yeah. not like earthly treasures that are going right. to be moth eaten and rust. Like, you know, um, so that was like, that was a few years that the Lord had to like break that into yeah. me. And finally I ended up at North Greenville university. So that's how I came to South Carolina. Um, I wasn't a Christian studies major at North Greenville when I first went in as a freshman. I was a studio arts major with a complete still like I was right. like, Lord, like I'll give you part of my yes. life, yes. but I'm not ready to. When you told me that first when mm -hmm. we first met and I was like, oh, yep. Like, yeah. are you catching myself doing that? I was like, Lord, I can do this and this. Yes. Like, don't worry. Like, I'll do this on the weekends. Like, I'll give you my full weekend. Yes. But being like, okay, I got it. Really put my yes. Like, if I'm saying mm -hmm. yes, you got to put your yes. You have to put your whole yes. yes. And like. I think that's what was revealed to me is I mm -hmm. thought for those three years in high school, like I was putting my full yes right. on the table because I was like, oh, like I'll do graphic design, right. but like work at a church yes. or like yes. do like stuff for free for a church. Like <laughs> I'll be a youth leader, like yes. whatever it is. Like, um, but I remember it was October of 2018, like my freshman year, my first semester. Mm -hmm. and I was like, this isn't right. Like I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I was like, there is people that are lost. And there's people that have no comprehension of the word and no way of knowing it. Right. There is people just like me when I was a child. And um, I just felt like the Lord was like shining, like, you know what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Um, so I went to Mike Landrum's office yep. and I was like, hey, like, I think I'm going to change my major. Yeah. And I ended up doing Christian Studies Youth Ministry. Yeah. 
So I feel like that's really like my call to ministry because it started at 15. That's when right. I knew that I knew that I knew. Yeah. But I really didn't fully surrender until I was yeah. 18. Right. But again, the Lord's graciousness to be patient with me. Right, yes. And like in the grand scheme of things, three years isn't that long. It isn't. But <laughs> it is like, like how for three years did I put this off for even for me? It was like, I knew this is what God was mm-hmm. saying. Why was I keep putting that off and putting that off? And then what's also cool is like, I love how this world today, I've realized it's like a bunch of times it keeps coming up, but like the world's kind of small. Mm-hmm. Like it's so big. Yeah. But like, how are we talking to each other right now? Because yeah. of, because you found Jesus and then how you're like, I need to go to this green mm-hmm. And then because you went into my office mm-hmm. and then because of that, you met Matt. And then it's like a long yeah. trail, like, oh, and then you came here. And then now I'm here, you over and over say, like, I had to put my yes on the table and then surrender. And then it's like, that's what I needed to hear. Yeah. And how God does that. He, like, works so sweet. so sweet. Yes, it's, like, sweet. Like, it's like, oh. And then I've also been learning that, too. Like, he's sweet. He and I feel like I keep one. saying that name. Like, sweet father, sweet. In the past couple episodes, because it's like, he is. Ooh, it's true. And then he's also stern. Yeah. But then that almost makes him sweeter. Like, yeah. it's cool. Uh, he has your best interest in mind. Yes. Yes. That's what we have right. to remember. Because right. he created us. Yeah. So it's like, oh, of course he knows us better. But then it's like, oh, I know better. Like, God, like, I know. <laughs> and maybe yeah. God's not calling you to ministry. And that mm-hmm. doesn't mean, like, what you're doing isn't important and needed. But yeah. when, if, like, you're supposed to be a doctor and you become a doctor, okay, well, how can you love your patients well? How can you bring Jesus into mm-hmm. every aspect of it? Um, and then also still put your yes on the table. Yeah. So, like, your yes on the table doesn't mean – I'm going to work at a church or I'm going to write a Christian book or I'm going to, yeah. it doesn't have to look like that. It can look different ways and God creates us in different ways. Um, but then it's still like, how can you put your yes on the table yeah. and fully surrender to what God has for you in that job or in your school or, you know, well, something you know, like, like I've always said is my husband, he wasn't called to ministry. Right? And whenever I would meet somebody new and they would automatically be like, Oh, like you're in ministry. Like, yeah. is your husband like right. a pastor? Like yeah. they automatically tie the two. Right. Um, but one of like the sweetest, like attributes of my husband was when we first met and we were just dating, he was like, if everybody was called to serve in a church, like how would the secular world come to right. know the Lord? Right. So like he works in the business mm-hmm. world and gets to model and show Christ yes. in everything that he yes. does. Right. And like, he's actually had friends that didn't know the Lord start coming to church and making right. those regular rhythms. Right. So like, you're exactly right. Like yes. what, wherever the Lord has called you in life, yeah. he's placed a calling on your life. Yes. It might yes. not be one to a ministry job, right. but all of us are called to be ministers of the gospel right. wherever right. we go. Yes. So I think that's such wise words. Right. right. And well, I don't know about that, but <laughs> I do like that part. And like, it's not a one's more important than the other. It's Correct. not like, oh, well, I feel guilty for working in a church setting mm-hmm. or working in like this Christian circle because it's also needed there. Mm-hmm. But also if we're just ruling out, like my mom used to say, it's like, mm, my ministry is my home. Like mm-hmm. I need to yeah. open my doors to whoever comes in. And at first I was like, how this is, you're calling this ministry. How's this ministry? Mm-hmm. Like you're not getting paid. Yeah. But then realizing it's like, oh, they're not really getting paid anyway. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> Misconception. Actually, no. <laughs> but like, it, it's whatever the Lord. Yeah. Like, Burdens your heart. Yeah. Um, so that's sweet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so what does ministry now look like for you? So mm-hmm. you made that decision mm-hmm. and then you're like, okay, this is the Lord's saying. And then it was like, okay, I'm in college. Okay, wait. Yeah. I actually have to really say yes. Yes. Um, so, I mean, I like dedicate like my college years to like growing in yeah. the wisdom and knowledge of the yeah. Lord, like growing closer to his people mm-hmm. and loving his people well. Right. I was 
thinking like, okay, like I want to do student ministry. Like that was always like the biggest burden I had. Like that one generation would proclaim his glories and goodness to the next generation. Mm -hmm. And that's still like a a deep, deep burden of my heart. Um, I just think the biggest thing when you're called to ministry is keeping your hands open of Mm -hmm. like, Lord, what do you have to give to me? And Mm -hmm. how can I be in a posture to receive? Mm -hmm. So we were going to Taylor's First Baptist. Like we started going there like my sophomore year of college and loved the church, like still love our church, like such a good church for anybody that's not plugged in. We'd love to have you. Um, But I was a senior in high school, or not high school, college, and I didn't quite know like what ministry after school was Mm going to look like. I had done a bunch of like youth ministry internships and spent summers places and loved it. Like I love the thrill of youth ministry. I love the the hypeness, the loudness, like the pace of it. I love it. Um, love the opportunity to just to grow close with people that are like still close to me in age right, because yeah. I'm not that far removed. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. um, but ultimately, like the Lord opened a door because we were kind of at this like crossroads of, all right, like I'm about to graduate, so we're gonna have to leave Taylor's if I want to work at a church. Right. And I was like, I really don't want to leave Taylor's. Yeah. Um, and like I got a phone call one day from who was my boss. She was retired a couple months ago, yeah. and she said, Hey, Cheyenne, like I know we really have never talked. Like we've, we'd seen each right, other like yeah. on Sundays and stuff. And I had been in like our membership class that she led. She was like, but like, I need a full-time assistant. Like, would you want to come be my yeah. assistant? And then also like, I'm going to retire next fall. And like, if everything goes well, yeah. like I'd love you like to take yeah. over like a lot of that responsibility. Yeah. And it kind of was like crazy because right, like, yeah. like you were saying like earlier, how the Lord is just so gracious mm. to kind of set everything up for us. Right. Like, I had been praying like earnestly, right. like it's like yeah. February, like I'm about to graduate yeah. in two months. I'm like, Lord, what are you doing right. with right. my life? Um, and when this door opened, I was like, you know what? Like, this will be a good place for me to start. Like, yeah. even if I'm not there, like, cause I didn't know where we would end up after school and right. whatnot. Like if my husband was going to take another job yeah. outside of Greenville, like, um, but I was like, I couldn't have started a job in like youth ministry, right. been there for a year and then had to leave or something because yeah. then you're like toiling with people's like yes. souls and right. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like their spiritual maturity right. and growth. And like, right. I couldn't get invested in those kids right. and leave. Um, not that I'm leaving Taylor's, like I'm no, still there, right. love it. But um, anyways, ended up at Taylor's um, and then just a few months ago, transferred roles and now I'm over our connections ministry and our community yeah. ministries. So I get to do a lot of the things like you're saying, your mom's ministry is like, in our home like so like I kind of view myself and like our team as like the hospitality of the church so when you come to our church like the welcoming people the people that are going to get you where you need to go like make sure you have what you need like that's what I do but then like membership and all that stuff too and then um a really new part of my job that I get get to emphasize on is community ministry Mm -hmm. which is still so sweet right because one of the biggest callings that I think the Lord has been consistent with in my life is um like breaking generational curses yeah and like how like if I invest in Sophie even if Sophie never knew the Lord like didn't come from a family of knowing the Lord like now she's saved and she knows the Lord and she's going to raise up a family one Mm -hmm. day to do the same thing um and I think we have such a sweet and unique like avenue to do that through community ministry meeting people where they are to show and share the gospel Mm -hmm. um so that's kind of what like my ministerial role looks like now I guess and I like how you phrase it like meeting people where they are Mm -hmm. because that's what Jesus does for us yeah and to have someone literally in front of your face doing that Mm -hmm. it kind of shows the example of even more what Jesus is doing like obviously we don't even measure up to close to what Jesus is doing (laughs) but even if we're like a non-believer to see that that visual like wait you let me where mm-hmm. was you didn't say like 
need to go put on new clothes and you need to go get cleaned up and then get a job and then get remarried and then fix everything Mm -hmm. and then come Mm -hmm. it was like no let's meet you where you are so I think that's really cool and then also how the Lord uses our past and Mm -hmm. some of our mistakes or even other people's mistakes then to teach you and then to like grow the kingdom from that so there's like what's cool in your situation is like you're kind of going to the people to -hmm. where you were yeah like that was like oh that was me when I was a kid so then you have another level of empathy because it's Mm -hmm. like Oh, I could say my heart is breaking, breaking, my heart broken. My heart is the like, self, the south just came out. My heart is breaking for you, Yeah, but I don't understand what you're going through, but I can still feel broken for you and be there. Mm-hmm. But then you have another level. It's like, I understand. Mm-hmm. And we probably sound like these crazy people, but like, let us love you. Kind yeah. of thing. So I think that's really cool also to see now how the Lord has like used your life and even like you're only 24 so like what else is he gonna do but even in this like decade of knowing him what mm-hmm. he taught you before you knew him yeah. it wasn't for waste and that wasn't for accident yeah. it's because now you get to like love other people mm-hmm. probably even better mm-hmm. than if you grew up yeah knowing god and then even growing up in a family of knowing god that doesn't mean you can't love people well but no totally it really adds another level like oh yeah two Um, things on that really quick yes no Um, please one like you're totally right like the lord allows us to go through things so that he can use us as vessels for his glory and like like you said like you growing up in a christian home doesn't make you any less valuable and like me growing up in a non-christian home makes me no less valuable it just shows that how the lord gifts Mm -hmm. different members of his body to accomplish his overall goal right because not everybody needs to empathize with me and not everybody needs to empathize with you but together we can empathize with everyone you know and i think of the passage of scripture in second corinthians where like god is the god of all comfort you know he allows us to experience trials where he can comfort us So that we can comfort other people that are yeah. going through the same trials. Yeah. Like if we never went through things, like how do we do that? Yeah. Like how do we extend the love of yeah. Christ? Um, That's so true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the first thing you said made me think of the passage about like the eye can't be the body without yeah. the eye. Like the arm, that that verse, that passage is like, I was like, you know, you're not going to say like, oh, well, there's a hand, so we don't need the legs. Mm-hmm. Because you already have the arms. So like, why would you need legs? Yeah. Like it's saying like, Everything's needed. Um, and then the idea of if we learn how to be comforted by God or God comforts us because we go through trials, then we can cover others well. And um, when I was sitting with my mentor maybe last week and she told me a story and she had she was like watching these kids and this little girl was crying. And she was like, Why does God let us cry? Like, why is God letting me cry? And the older brother, the like the older brother was sitting right there and was like, Oh well, God lets you cry so he can wipe away your tears. Oh, so sweet. Like the sweetness of like the little kids saying that and like probably not even fully understanding what they meant by that. Yeah. But then like if God, if we never get to cry, if we never need to be comforted, Mm -hmm. then why do we need Jesus? Yeah. And then also like when we learn what it looks like to cry and when we learn what it looks like to ache and hurt Mm -hmm. and then we feel God wipe away our tears or comfort us and bring us peace, then we can do that for others well. Yeah. which helps us be the vessels of Christ and be the hands and feet of him mm. because we're right here the center. Yeah. Um, so I love that. Yeah. Okay, last question. What is the Lord teaching you in this season of life or yeah. even just today? Yeah, I think that, like, honestly, it's just been running through our whole conversation yeah. of really sitting in a posture 
with my hands open. And I'm actually yeah. going to read a passage of scripture if I can do If I can open the Bible and read the Bible. If you're allowed to open the Bible on this Christian podcast. <laughs> if I'm allowed to do that. <laughs> um, so it starts in Ephesians 2. And it starts in verse 4. And it says, But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead <laughs> in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised up with him and seated us with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is a gift of God, not a result of work, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should all walk in so good and really like i was praying this morning even of like what is the lord teaching me right now and i think what he really has been teaching me is that everything is an extension of his grace Mm. um i think too like we're so quick to be like you know like god's definition of goodness and our definition of goodness aren't the same like you know Mm -hmm. but i would beg to say that our definition of grace and god's definition of grace aren't the same right because when we think of grace we think of like how gracious the father has been to forgive us which is totally graceful like you know or like i'm going to be gracious to my friend who like really made me mad last week really hurt my feelings like i'm gonna forgive her like or like you know like something good happens to you we often like associate grace with goodness right which it is a lot of the time but really everything that we have in this life is an extension of grace right. whether it be trial or persecution or goodness or yeah. blessing or joy like right. it's all an extension of grace because yeah. we were wretched sinners right running fast towards hell and right. like the lord graciously pulled us from that you know that's so good and when we look at life with that perspective instead of like i have to do this or like why am i in this place in right. my life like what is going on in this yeah. season season but rather than looking at it like that with more of a pessimistic view but like wow like the lord has extended grace for me to have a voice to go share the gospel to be healthy to go share the gospel to have the gift of hospitality to open my home to be in this place in school so i can share with my friends or like in this job so i can do whatever he has me to do for this season instead of being like mad and upset of like Lord, like, this is not what I wanted. Right. What are you doing? Right. Rather, like, it's an extension of grace. Yes. Like, right. And we do not deserve to do anything for the Lord. No. We don't deserve to stand right. in his presence. We don't deserve to talk to him. We don't right. deserve to be vessels right. for his good workmanship. Right. Like, we don't deserve that. No. Yeah. So the fact that he allows us to be mm. part of his great commission. Right. And he uses us as his right. hands and feet while he's still in heaven. Right. Like, that's grace. Yeah. Like, and it's like such an honor it should be more an honor than a burden correct too like yeah and i think that's something really like within the last couple of weeks that the lord has just enlightened the eyes of my heart yeah. to know and understand but something that i hope and pray like for the rest of my life mm. i hold fast to right. of like i am not that's worthy so like you are a right. holy and set apart god yeah. and i'm unworthy but yet right. you have chosen me to be a part yeah. of your of your work of your kingdom I love that. That's so. so good. And that's something I need to be like meditating on too. Mm-hmm. Like how can I change switch switch my mindset of like mm-hmm. look at it through that view? And like the sense of like he doesn't need us. Yes. And like I saw this video and it was like, and God looked at Earth and he it knew he needed you. 
And I know that was meant to be the sweet thing yeah. of like, he needed you, like you should feel loved. But like, he's a guy that he doesn't need yeah. anything. Like, he, sure, you can say he wanted you mm-hmm. because he loves you. Mm-hmm. But like, he doesn't need you to do that. But by his grace, yeah. he has us do that. Like his plans are going to be accomplished right. whether we're part of it or not. Right. So it's an act of grace yes. that he has graciously invited yes. us into that. Right. And then that's where we have to put our yes on the table. It's a full circle yeah. here. That's, that's what I'm saying. Yes on the table <laughs> and be obedient. Yeah. And like have a heart for the one mm-hmm. and have a heart for the missions and the seed, like everything, because he's been gracious in the first place mm-hmm. to us. So then how can we do that? Yeah. This was so good. I feel like. Even, I was like, even if this, like, didn't even record. I'm like, I just learned everything. Like, <laughs> should have been taking this the whole time. It's just so good. Um, and I love hearing people's stories. Because I think when you become vulnerable with somebody, and it's like, okay, I'll sit down and say, this is, like, what I've been through. And then, like, honestly, kind of what I get to go through, even mm-hmm. when it's hard. And then this is, like, what God is doing now. It just adds, like, a level of, like, respect almost mm. it's like oh that's where she's coming from or oh maybe that's why she does this and then you can just like almost love somebody better mm. when you know their heart yeah and kind of what the Lord says so um that's my favorite question guys I'm like can I just sit next to me like well let's just try to do this but then like you know that's kind of intimidating but I appreciate you coming on thanks so much for having yes. me it was yes. so fun this was just so good commend you and encourage you for what you're doing I mean you. you're I'm sure you're like Everybody's like, oh my gosh, Rosie, you're so young. But like, nobody's looking down on you because of your youth. Like, you're right. such a woman for the Lord. That's so like, sweet. Thank you. I appreciate it. Sometimes I just don't know what I'm doing, but That's okay. you know, we'll figure it out. But the it's Lord's fine. guiding you. Right. That's what matters. And I do love that part about your story, too. It's like, it was February and you were graduating in May. Like, what am I doing? <laughs> what are and then, but then he continues to show up. And that's why I find peace in now. Like, well, if he's, he's not going to call you something and then mm-hmm. leave you out to dry, he's going to. 100%. He's with you and he and so it's like I can find peace in that. And then when I hear like real life stories of like, okay, like he really does follow through in his words, even if it's not what I thought it was gonna look like. Yeah. And that kind of makes it better because yeah. a lot of things I didn't think was gonna look like it did, and then it happened, and I'm so glad it happened that way. Yeah. Because our minds can't think about what God is doing. Yeah. Sometimes it's like these little humans. Near men. Kind of things. Kind of. Well. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. So fun. And thanks for watching, and I'll see you next Tuesday. Bye, guys. (laughs)